What's up, Elite Army? This is your kind of well, kind of toxic host, Sarah Rittendale, bringing you another episode of Well-ish. Hi, brain hostages. Are you ready for a cute little Q&A moment? Because I am. <laughs> I am back in my extension girl era. Um, I bought some $20 extensions off of Amazon. They match my hair literally perfectly. It blows my mind. And every time I wear extensions, I just feel like I'm really stepping into who I'm supposed to be, you know? And it's not about the material stuff. It's not about like what you look like on the outside. It's what is happening on the inside that counts. And you know what? That's true. And that's what you came here for. I'm not going to discredit that. But the outside matters because authors don't... (laughs) What the fuck are you saying? Authors don't write fucking books and then don't put any effort into the title or the cover of the book. Like that shit, it's not just as important. It's more important what's inside the book because you could read the book and be like, whoa, that's not the fuck at all. What I thought it was going to be blew my mind so good. Or it even could be what you thought it was going to be, but it was still 10 times even better than you thought it was going to be. But the author still puts a good title and cover on the book so that it's enticing for people to pick up. That's how I feel about extensions. Like I feel like I'm stepping into who I should be when I put the extensions in my fucking head and they were 20 bucks. And like, you know, if they go to shit, they go to shit, but I could spend $20 every couple of months. Like that's totally cool with me. I'm really excited about it. What I do know is that we got a little Q and A action going on today and I'm so excited for a little Q&A action. Because like I said, every single time I do another Q&A, I have more and more fucking questions. And it makes me so happy. And you know what else that I did completely unintentionally, but now I'm going to really coin it to myself as intentional. The last time we did a Q&A was September 18th. And now it is December 18th. Coincidence? I think not. It is a coincidence. It's 100% a coincidence. But I'm riding the wave, baby. I'm riding the wave. (laughs) I got a lot to get through today because I am an indecisive ass bitch that could not pick between all of your questions. So I'm going to get through as many as I can. I don't know. There's so many good ones. Like there's literally so many good ones. And here's the other thing about this fun little experiment that we're doing today is it's not an experiment. I don't know why I said that. Here's the other thing about this fun little moment we're going to have today is yes, I technically read them because I responded to everybody that contributed a question. So like I read it and then responded so I could like have a proper response. I didn't want you guys to think I was a fucking idiot, but I don't have anything prepared. Like I don't have shit prepared for you guys. I haven't reread the questions. I haven't put any thought into these questions. So any response that I give it's off the cuff. It's right out of the fucking golden dome right up here. All right. (laughs) So without further ado, let's get into it. The golden dome. I can't stop thinking about that. All right. Questions. Let's get into that. I feel like we should have like a cute term other than Q&A. Q&A to me is just too average, but 
I am not good at coming up with wordage. Like I'm not really good at like coming up with like clever names for shit. So if you guys have any good ideas about what I could call my Q&A sessions, I'm all ears. I'm all ears. I'm not creative in that way. I'm creative in lots of ways. That's not one of the ways. I'll shut the fuck up now. (laughs) Let's get into it. So for the first question, something that I'm struggling with in my self-improvement journey is my diet. It's always my diet. Girl, me too. (laughs) So I want to provide you with quality feedback here to the best of my ability. But I have to say, again, girl, me too. Like I think about that shit all the time all the time. And it's because I want to look a certain way. I want to reach a certain standard. And I have a really good friend who likes to remind me that I don't need to worry about it so much. Like people look better when they have a little bit more meat on their bones. Like nobody's expecting you to look like you just walked off of a magazine shoot or are an Instagram model and all of this stuff. And I think that's the really big thing and the really big, I see here's a, okay, let me get there. Uh, This is the thing is that I, I wanted to say that I feel like we think about this so much because all we are is exposed to the way people look and people editing their photos and never actually having a true clear perception of what people look like. But dieting and the what you're eating and losing weight and making sure you look your best has been a thing since for women since the beginning of time. So it's not just because of social media. And I think we need to stop gaslighting ourselves into thinking we just need to eat better. We just need to be more on top of it. I just need to be better at it. I just need to make sure that I'm thinking about it more. And I just need to make sure that I'm staying on diet and I'm getting in the calories that I was going to get in and I'm going to eat the meals that I'm supposed to eat and blah, 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 blah. And you know, this is my theory. This theory might not be right, might not work for you. You might not believe it. But I personally believe that if something just doesn't stick with you, that it's not meant for you. I think that you have to have discipline. I think that you have to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. I think that everything isn't going to come easy and that you have to work for the things that you want. But I also think that if you've been working for a really long time and it's just not sticking with you, it's not working. It's not for you. And I'm not saying right now that a diet isn't for you, but however you're trying to approach that diet, that's what's not for you. And you have to keep trying different things until you feel satisfied enough in how you're executing your diet and also getting the results that you want without feeling like you're completing a daunting task. For me, I always think about meal prepping. I have never meal prepped in my life. I trained clients. I literally full on had a training business that I told my clients to meal prep. And that's the easiest way to get it done. Like the only way that you're going to be able to get all your meals in and you have to make it easy. You have to have snacks on hand, cut up all of your fucking carrots and throw that shit in the fridge so that you could pull it out in a little baggie, just like a bag of chips. Duh, meal prepping. Come up with all of your meals and put that shit in containers and make it all on Sunday and throw it in the fridge and you'll be smooth fucking sailing for the week. You literally can't mess it up. I literally don't do that. (laughs) Like I literally would be preaching for people to do that and I literally don't do it. It's just it doesn't work for me. It's just not what I like to do. It's not how I want to spend my Sunday. 
I want to spend my Sunday drinking Bloody Marys and laying on my couch. So I work too hard during the week to want to spend my Sunday prepping for that. I would rather just work during my week. Again, that's me. If that's not you, do your thing. But that's me. Instead of answering this question in the sense of how you might want me to answer it and giving you a solution to how you could go about improving your diet and how you can stick to it and do all of these things, I'm going to leave you with this. Trust that you will always be progressing. Know that you are okay the way that you are, but you are allowed to want to diet. You are allowed to want to improve what you look like and improve your level of healthy eating. And you have to do what works for you. And you have to keep trying things until you figure that shit out. Let's move on from this because I don't want to dive too deep into dieting because that's just not what we're over here at Wellish for. We're here for our brain. All right. Physical body. We love her, but we're here for our cute little mind. So next question. Oh my God. I love this question. I was so excited when this person asked me this question. (sighs) Are you ready? Just even the way they worded it, it just gives me chills up my fucking spine. Feeling like I have to be the help people need. Moment of silence. I was trying to do taps. That was not fucking taps. This is like so in every single aspect. This is like so relatable in every single area of life. God, I just like, I can think of so many examples are just like running through my head. Like, okay, I'm going to try to tackle each at each relationship that you could have. So I'm going to start with romantic. I can think of being in a romantic relationship and thinking, oh my gosh, this is the only example that this person has ever had of love. This person treats me like shit because this is all that they've ever seen. All they know of love is to treat people poorly and that like that's like how to be a man and that you're like, you just got to be like dogging on everybody and blah, blah, blah. Like, like weird, first of all, like, and now I know that, but that's genuinely like how my brain used to work. Like I genuinely thought that this, these people didn't have a clear perception of what love was and that everybody in their life had left them because they treat them like shit because they're not good people because they haven't been taught how to be better. Maybe they are good people, whatever. See, like I'm even giving them the benefit of the doubt now, but they're not good people because they don't treat people nicely. You know what? Plain and simple. That's how simplified I'm making it. Sure. It could be deeper than that, but I'm not going deeper than that. We're keeping it surface level for now. They do not treat me right. They are not good person. So I would go about that situation previously that I would think that I needed to stick around for them and not leave them like everybody else did. I felt like I needed to be the one to show them who they could be, that I needed to have enough compassion to stick around and not peace out on them like everybody else would, that I would be the one that would be by their side so that they didn't feel like another person disappeared on them. I don't fucking know. Being a loyal partner Literally same exact thing with friendships. Somebody doesn't act right. Somebody is clearly insecure or clearly hurting or clearly whatever. And I would think that I needed to be the person that helped them, that led them on the right path, that was a good enough friend to them so I could 
put them in their place and stand up to them when they need it. And they don't treat me like that because they know that they can't fuck with me like that. And by me doing that is me showing them the type of person that they really can be, leading them closer to their potential. Thinking of family relationships and thinking, I love this person. I don't want this person to live this way. I could help guide them towards what a peaceful life would look like, what it would be like to tell the truth, that I will love you unconditionally no matter what you do. Again, family. I will not judge you. I might judge you, but I will not make an ass of you or blow you off or make you feel guilty or make you feel like you're a bad person, I'm going to have your back. That is not your responsibility. And you can love the person. You can want to be there for the person, but it's just not your burden to bear. I think one of the big feelings with this is guilt because you care about them and you want the best for them. And you know what would help them. But as you know, because more likely than not, you feel that way because even if it's not the same level of treachery, negativity, whatever that they are going through or have been through, you can relate to them on some level. You to me are an empathetic person that you feel like you have to be the help that people need because you know what it feels like to be in a not good space. And you know what it feels like to not have support for that. So you want to support others. Let me touch on that in a second, because I think that that is another level of this. But you know more than anybody else from having been in situations that you don't always feel good, that it does not matter what other people say. It doesn't matter what advice anybody could give. It doesn't matter what advice your mom can give, your grandma can give, your friends can give, your dad can give, your boyfriend can give, your boss can give, that I can give, any other podcast person can give, tweets, Instagram posts, books, whatever. It doesn't matter what you're listening to unless you figure it out for yourself, unless you have first of all, the zest, I don't know what word to use, to like go out there, the drive to go out there and fix what it is you are feeling bad about. And then to make the choice to actually take action on improving on that thing and loving yourself despite not liking that aspect of yourself and showing up as the best version of yourself every single moment that you get the opportunity to, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you're there for them. They don't care. It's not that they don't care. They might appreciate it, but it doesn't matter that you're there for them because at the end of the day, they're not going to think, oh, thank God Grace was there for me when I was at my lowest. They might say that, but they're going to think, Above anything else, when they're old and gray, they're going to be like, oh, well, thank God I was able to pull myself out of that dark fucking place. Here's the indicator when it comes to this. If you can be there for somebody and it not take away from your own energy, then it's okay. You absolutely, I don't believe in blowing people off because they're in a dark place. Like I think that if you are a good friend to somebody, you should be able to be there by their side for them when they are going through rough times. Absolutely. But when they start to 
take away from your energy, when they no longer are in alignment with you, when you get to a place that you're like, this is not the energy that I want to surround myself with. That is when you should not be in that person's life because not only are they not benefiting you, you're not benefiting them because you in some way, shape or form are probably judging them or you're not what they need. And they need to be able to experience what they need. And maybe by you taking a step back, maybe that will be the motivation that they need to actually do something with themselves and start to figure shit out. The other thing, like I had mentioned with this kind of person is that you probably, if you feel this way, if you feel like you have to be the help people need, it's most likely that nobody was there for you when you needed it. You longed for support. The reason I say that is because that was me. I feel like I try to support any sort of relationship that I have, family, friends, romantic, anything, because I felt like I didn't have that support. I felt like I was in relationships with people that weren't nice to me. And I was in friendships with people that weren't nice to me. And the only thing that people ever said was, yeah, you don't deserve that. Or yeah, they suck. Or, well, why are you still friends with them? Why are you still in a relationship with them? Well, just leave, just break up with them as if it's that easy. And it just wasn't the support that I ever needed. And so I feel, I always felt like this sense of judgment from people, like that I was trying to live for myself and I was trying to make choices to stay in friendships or relationships or whatever, maybe longer than I should have, because I was basing it off of my own intuition, even though I knew they weren't being nice to me or my loved ones, other loved ones were telling me that they were backstabbing me and that I kept going back and I kept engaging with them and stop being their friend. They keep backstabbing you. You keep making the same mistake. You keep falling into the same pit. And I wouldn't care. I would just keep going back because I... I wanted to prove something like I wanted to be good enough. And so I felt like I never had that support. And so now to me, I want to be the one to have your back. Like I want to be that friend that has your back when you're not in a good situation so that you don't feel alone. You don't feel stupid. You already feel stupid. You already feel embarrassed. You already know subconsciously that you're not making the right choice for you. You know, this isn't how you're going to spend your entire existence, even if you're not ready even to admit that to yourself. So I don't need the people that I care about telling me that. I don't need other people letting me know that that's not going to do anything for me. But you know what? This full circle goes back to my first point about how I could have 100% good intentions trying to tell somebody that they aren't in a good position for themselves and I just don't know how else to word it other than the surface level. You should not be with that person. You deserve more than that. You are better than that. There are other people out there for you to be friends with, for you to date, whatever. But at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter what anybody else says because I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to follow my own gut. So in other words, it's not your responsibility to make sure that people are okay. It's your responsibility to make sure that you are okay. And if you are okay while you're telling these people, whatever good graces you're telling them in order to make them feel supported and to make them feel good, great. But when it starts to take away from your own energy is when it needs to make a change, when there a shift needs to happen. How do you feel empowered to not define yourself by your past emotional reactions 
and feel like you can change to be less so. I don't define myself by my past emotional reactions because I trust that I am not that person anymore. I do still find myself impacted by my past emotional reactions. I often lay there and get anxious because I think of ways that I responded to things that I would have liked to respond differently. But the reason that I would have responded differently is because now me is a different me than I was five minutes ago. Something that dawned on me not too long ago is I thought about the fact that when I wake up every single morning, by the time I go to sleep, I am already a different person. Because by that point, I think about things in a different way or at least more in depth or have new thoughts or have had new experiences that have led to me having different perceptions on life or different thought processes or different mindsets or different reactions or different breakthroughs and different ways of looking at the world and at life and about situations literally every single day. So if every single day I'm different, when I look back at things that I've done in the past and I cringe at them, it's because I'm not that person anymore. And I trust that. I know that. I know that if the same exact scenario were to happen again, I know that I would not react the same way. And I think that I used to get way anxious in the past because I knew that I was still at this point in my life that I may still react in the same way. And that in itself affected me. That upset me because If you guys have followed the show for a little while, you know that one of my biggest things is that self-improvement is practice. And things like this are always talked about, like it's a practice, it's a practice. And I think of that like it's a practice, like you go to soccer, so you do soccer a couple times a week. And so like that's a practice, you know, but it's a practice in the sense of it's an always thing. It's an everyday progression. It's an every, like it's for the rest of your life, a progression. And so practice in the sense of it's not going to go exactly how you thought it would in your head the first time that you go ahead and try to execute it. I go to set a boundary. I'm not going to set the boundary exactly how I thought I would in my head. It's going to be stumbly and awkward and it's not going to feel right the very first time that I do it. But the more that I do it, the better I'm going to get at it and the more I'm going to feel confident in it. And my point in telling you that with this question is that I've practiced further than the things that I've reacted to in my past. And so I no longer identify with the person that reacted the way that they reacted because now I have a different perception of myself. I have a different perception of maybe that person, a different perception of what that means for my life or what even that person means by something because I know now more than I used to that it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. I just, I understand that on such a deeper level than I used to. I could hear that and conceptualize it on a surface level because I logically am smart enough to understand it, but I truly genuinely understand that more now. And I trust that I'm going to continue to understand that as I continue to experience life and gain new perspectives and new mindsets and new breakthroughs. Because again, every single day I'm processing things more and thinking more and learning more and growing more. I don't think I'm actively changing to be less impacted by my emotional 
reactions, I'm growing as an individual and having more confidence in myself. Like literally, if you want to be transparent and blatant, like that's all it is. It's like this continuum of confidence gaining. It's this continuum in being comfortable in my own skin. And when I used to hear people say that, I used to get so irritated because I would think it was something that I could just learn the skill and pick up and be good at. But and 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 I would be irritated because I feel like people would be like, oh yeah, it comes with age. But I don't think it comes with age because I've definitely met a lot of people that are my age that aren't nearly at the thought process that I'm at. And I've met people that are way older than me that also aren't at the same thought process that I'm at and not in a good way, like that I feel like I'm more advanced. So it comes down to the level of intention that you're going to put into feeling good about yourself and feeling like you are living in alignment with the best version of yourself and like you are showing up as the most genuine, true version of yourself. And the more that you do that, the more your reactions are genuine and true to yourself and the less you feel defined by the ways that you've behaved in the past, because the ways that you've behaved in the past aren't who you are anymore. I mean, I'm not the same me that I was before I started doing this fucking podcast. I've thought about different things. Like you guys talking to me and bringing me your questions has made me think about things that I probably wouldn't have just thought about on my own. So now I get to go to bed a different version of myself. If you go and you have a conversation today with literally anybody, you might now have a different perception on something or a different perception on yourself or a different perception on them or a different perception on life than you would have if you hadn't woken up this morning. So you can't continue to define yourself by things that you have done in the past or the way that you reacted based on emotions in the past because that's not who you are anymore. They still bother me sometimes. My past emotional reactions absolutely still get under my skin sometimes because I know that I'm not that person anymore. And I think like, fucking Christ, like, why did I act like that? Why did I say that? Why did I show up like that? It's cringy. It's gross. Why would I do that? But I could spend the time beating myself up about it or I can just say to myself, let it go. It's in the past. doesn't exist anymore. All that exists is right now. And I can take what I don't like from that and apply it to situations in the future and trust that life will happen. Shit will crumble. Shit will hit you like a fucking brick. And you will be able to show up as that person again. It might not be that same exact situation. More likely than not, it will come up you will have the opportunity to stand up for yourself, to set a boundary, to say no, to say yes, whatever you're beating yourself up about. And you'll feel good knowing that that was your starting point, what you're beating yourself up about. And this is where you're at now and that you can measure progression based on on that. How do I keep motivation and energy after working all day? The first thing that popped into my head is that I don't know, dude, because I literally don't have any either. And the second thing that popped into my head is that that's okay. I feel like I, I don't know if I told you guys this or not, I can't remember, but my boyfriend said to me not that long ago, we were trying to do this like financial thing that we were only going to do one fun thing a week that costs a lot of money and anything other than that, that we were doing for fun was going to be something for free and, or very cheap. 
And when we were having that conversation, he said to me that he feels like I have to be stimulated all the time. And I realized that it's not that I have to be stimulated all the time. It's that I feel like I'm failing. I feel like I'm missing out. And I think that that is kind of this mindset. It's like keeping motivation and energy after working all day. For what? Like Because you think you're supposed to be doing something? Or is it because there are still things that you have to get done? So I can go down both avenues. Because first of all, like if you think that you're supposed to be doing things like you're supposed to be experiencing life and doing all the things and you get on Instagram and you see people traveling and partying and hanging out with friends and going to yoga and going to work out and going to fucking do all the things. You're like, oh, okay, so I'm just going to go home and fucking watch another episode of The Bachelor and be boring and be lazy and I must suck and I'm not experiencing life to the fullest and I'm just going to work and going home and going to work and going home and my life is just a rapid circle of nothingness. I understand why you could feel that way. But at the same time, think about anybody before this time. Like, I think like that is such a powerful thing that I think about on the regular is that we are the only and the first generation to have exposure to as much as we do, to have exposure to as many thought processes and mindsets and inside the home lives and outside the home lives and what people are doing and what people prioritize. And we know, we know, we know, even though it's hard sometimes to sift through it, that the internet isn't real. We know that like people are going out and we're, they're doing things and it might not even be the truth that they're even there right at this moment. They may be fucking sitting on their couch right now posting from Fiji that they were in a year ago, but they still have some footage and content that they're recreating and posting for you today. And you think, wow, I guess my life sucks because I can't fucking ever go on vacation. And that person's probably sitting on their couch right there. This consistent feeling of needing to do something wasn't a thing until we were constantly watching everybody else always doing something. When I went to Italy, I was 17. I spent 10 days living with a girl my age in Italy. So it wasn't like this touristy thing. It was like a real life example of how they live. And I will never forget how slow paced they were. America is so fast paced, bro. And they literally didn't give a fuck about time. Time was just a suggestion. It wasn't a requirement. We make it a requirement. And you know, if like, that's fine. That's our culture. I'm not mad at that, but take it easy a little bit. Like enjoy your life. Enjoy the things that you're doing. Slow down. Enjoy your shower. Enjoy the way that your face feels when you wash it in your nighttime routine. Enjoy the fact that you're taking care of your hygiene by brushing your teeth. Enjoy the meal that you're eating. Enjoy the meal that you're making. Enjoy every single laugh that you have with the people that you hang out with at night. You don't have to do all of these crazy things after work. Just enjoy the small things that you are able to do to take care of yourself or to nurture your relationships. Because really, at the end of the day, those are the two things you're probably doing. But if you want to talk about keeping motivation and energy for things that you still have to do after you are done with just working, I understand wanting to have the energy to go to the gym or to go for a walk or to hang out with friends or to make yourself a meal. It could feel when you get home from work that you just want to sit on the couch and watch your favorite episode and binge watch that all night long until you go to bed. We live in this world that we feel like we're supposed to be doing all of these extra things and you don't have to do anything. You are supposed to do what makes you feel happy. And if that makes you feel happy, be okay with that. It is okay. It's okay. It's what you do most of the time that matters. 
if most of the time is spent on your ass doing absolutely nothing and you feel bad about the fact that you haven't done anything with your life and all you do is go to work and watch TV and wake up and go to work again, I understand that. So sometimes you're going to have to push yourself out of your comfort zone and do something to motivate yourself or to do something with yourself. But let that be anything. Like you could go lay somewhere else. Go lay at the beach. I say that now in Florida, realizing that that's not a fucking valid thing for everybody to do. But go sit at a coffee shop. Go to a free museum. Go to the library. Go somewhere. Go. You don't even have to interact with people, but just go somewhere where people are so that you can interact with human energy. Like you don't have to interact with people, but just like a cute little quick smile at somebody because they walked by your table. That's it. Just existing where other energies are instead of holding yourself up in your house. So I guess the my answer to this question is how to keep motivation and energy after working all day is just do what you can. If it feels daunting for you to go out, but you are feeling that sense of you know that you haven't gone out in a while and you should go do something, go do something small. Go get an appetizer at a restaurant and then go home. It doesn't have to be a whole production. Go get a coffee, sit at the coffee shop for an hour and read a book and then go home. You'll feel like you did something. You won't feel like you just sat on your couch again for the hundredth time. You'll feel proud of yourself that you had done something. Honestly, even go to the fucking coffee shop, bring your phone and watch your goddamn show there. You will feel like you have done something because you've left your house. So you have to do what works for you. You have to do what makes you feel good in that moment. Ask yourself what you have the energy for. And intuitively, you know, intuitively, you know, I'm just going to fucking lay here, bro. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to lay on my couch. And I'm going to watch my show till I fall asleep. Or intuitively, you know, I just want to lay here, but I know I should go out. If I just want to lay here. I know I should. I know I should. I know I should. So then go sit at a coffee shop and watch your show. Go sit at a coffee shop and journal something for a half an hour and then go the fuck home. Then you did something. You will feel proud of that. We base our happiness off of what we think is supposed to make us happy. I think I'm supposed to be happy by doing X, Y, and Z. This is supposed to make... Somebody asked you a question. Like right now, I'm going to ask you. Right now, ready? Ears open. I'm going to ask you, what makes you happy? I bet a hundred things just ran through your head and I would really, really, really go as far as to say I, I would guarantee more than half of those things are things that you thought you were supposed to fucking answer. You thought you were supposed to fucking say that would make you happy and not that genuinely that it would. What makes you happy, at least to me, is what makes me feel good. What fills me up. My mom, she was fucking telling me about this book about introverts and extroverts and how people paint introverts as being bad, that like you're not supposed to be an introvert, shy, like it's just like t- being timid and not talking to people that that's like a bad thing. And it's like a good to be extroverted and positive and talking to people and experiencing life and doing other things. But at the end of the day, it's what fills you up. It doesn't matter what society has painted this picture of. It's what fills you up. Like if a person fills you up, hang out with them. If they don't, stop hanging out with them. If laying on the couch and watching your show fills you up that night, fucking do it. Sometimes you will have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Again, if you're feeling like that, like humming and hawing, go out and do it in public. You'll feel proud of yourself for doing that. 
do what works for you. That's the biggest fucking thing that I could say about keeping motivation and energy after working all day is do what works for you every single day. It's kind of like a living in the present thing. Stop judging it based off of like all of this outside bullshit. Just whatever you feel like doing that day and knowing that it's what you do the most of, like you have to make an effort. Like if every day you're just laying on the couch doing absolutely nothing, you need to start making an effort. You need to start pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And that's when I say like, go sit in the library and watch a fucking movie. My library growing up had a whole game section like that. They had like literally like every gaming system that you could have and you could go sit in that room and play games. And like you left your house and did something just a little bit different out of your norm than you normally would have. And that makes you feel good. It's however you can live with yourself and however you can define the best version of yourself. And if you feel like that person, then nothing else matters. It doesn't matter what you did. Okay. Next question. How do you let go after you ended the friendship? My problem is I want the best for people I care about, even though the friendship is no longer serving me. This kind of reminds me of the feeling like I have to be the help people need. Like it gives me the same vibe. I think my best answer to this question is in the same respect of when they start to take away from your energy. So if you want the best for people, that's nice, but you need to want the best for yourself as well. And I think that it's not as well. It's first, like you have to know that you need to do what is best for you. And if that means letting somebody go that isn't what's best for you, then so be it. And trusting that they will be okay and trusting that it doesn't make you a bad person for letting them go. You are not a bad person for putting yourself first. You are not a bad person for taking care of yourself. And I think we live in this world nowadays that is just so other people oriented that we think that we're bad people because we aren't kind and we're not putting other people first and we're not making sure that everybody's okay before we're okay. Like, yeah, that's a good thing to do. Like, it's so nice to care about other people and it's so nice to make sure that, you know, other people are all right, but fuck, like to what extent? I got to make sure that I'm good too, homie, because if I'm not good, like I'm not doing anybody any favors. You can fully recognize that your relationship, your friendship is no longer serving you. And you think that you should still be involved with it, draining your energy because you want the best for that other person. But what about you? What about you? You need to make sure that you are providing for yourself. And I I always did this. Like, I'm not saying this from the perspective of like, oh, like, yeah, be stronger than that. Like you should be better than that because we're all better than that. Like that's not what I'm saying. 100% valid. Like I feel this on such a deep level. I would do everything for other people. Like to me, this is like, honestly, it's people pleasing. Like it's like, it is like that is straight up what this is, is it's people pleasing that you are going to ignore and diminish what you need and what's going to be best for you in order to do what's best for another person. But if you spend your life doing what's best for other people, suddenly you've wasted your whole life and you don't feel like you're doing anything that's best for you. You don't feel like happy in your own skin. You don't feel like you're living your life for yourself. You're living your life for other people at that point. 
And it's your life. It's your person. It's your personality. It's your experience. And to waste your life experience, making sure that other people's life experience is good, in my opinion, is just fucking stupid. So let me answer your question. How do you let go after you ended the friendship? I have two answers. My first one might not be the most therapist approved fucking answer, but it's how I really feel. I distract myself with something else. And I don't mean distract myself with like another friend or another relationship. I mean, it's wrong. You could do that. Like, that's not true. It's the class act, get under somebody else to get over someone or whatever that fucking saying is. But I'm talking just along the lines of like, have something else to focus on, create more substance in your life so that you can think about other things or have something else to consciously think about when you start thinking about that sad thing. Like you start thinking about that person or the relationship ending or whatever, have something else that you know that you have to think about in that moment. Okay. I'm starting to think about this again. I'm going to think about the Blackhawks. <laughs> I'm going to think about the Blackhawks statistics and now I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try to look it up. But you know what? Like that's not even a good one because if you're not super passionate about it and that's the thing, if you're not super passionate about it, it doesn't matter. You can like go on your phone and you could Google the Blackhawks statistics, but if you don't care, your brain is still going to take over and you're still going to think about whatever negative ass thing or about that relationship or like it's not going to work. You have to find something that you're truly passionate about that you can start to replace these thought processes with. When I, so I spent like a solid year of my life thinking about one individual and I was going to drive myself fucking nuts. I was nuts. Like I straight up, that was probably the most depressed I have been, the most anxious I had been, the most like, like literal psychopath I have ever been is when I spent a solid year of my life. I remember I was in the middle of doing 75 hard and I remember going on a walk and my headphones were dead. And I remember I was walking, I was just walking. And the only thing that I thought about this whole walk was this person. And I just thought like, God, this is crazy. This is all I think about. From the moment I open my eyes to the moment I close them at night, this person is the only thing I think about it. I don't like them. I don't even like that person. And I'm giving them all of my energy. I don't have time or capacity or like I said, energy to think about anything else, to work on anything else because I'm spending so much of it on them. I'm exhausted thinking about them all the time but I do it anyways. It's so subconscious. It's so automatic. To contradict it, again, after a year spent this way, I started an online training business. And suddenly, I never thought about that person anymore. I only thought about my online training business and overthought about that all the time and thought how to make it better. And I don't want to say I never thought about them ever again. I mean, once in a while, I definitely thought about them, but that is what ended me thinking about them is that I had something new to focus on. And then when I didn't want to do my personal training business anymore, I started the podcast. And now this is the only thing that I think about all the time. And it's I found something I could be passionate about. And that is what took away from thinking about this person. So filling your life up with something else, fill the space with something that you love and you care about, you can pour yourself into because that will be the only thing that you care about. And you won't think about that 
anymore. You might once in a while, but when you think about it, you'll think of it in more of the sense of like, hmm, mm, that was irritating or mm, I don't like that, but I can move on now. It's not consuming. It's not the only thing that I think about ever. The second thing I do to let go is knowing that relationships aren't end all be all. Like there are times for relationships and there's times for those relationships to fizzle out. And it doesn't mean that you don't like that person. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It doesn't mean that anybody in this situation sucks or doesn't suck or whatever. Like it just means that you guys grew and you grew in different directions and that's okay. Like it doesn't, it's not this like huge overarching detrimental negative thing. It just means that you guys are different people and you might not have been in the past. I think one of the most impactful things that I heard somebody say is just because you went to school with somebody doesn't mean that you're supposed to be friends with them for the rest of your life. Just because you worked with somebody, just because you were in the same activity as somebody, just because you crossed paths with them at one point in your life doesn't mean that you guys are supposed to be inseparable for forever. And it does not make you a bad person for not wanting to continue to cross paths with somebody that doesn't align with your values or your best self anymore. And that's the biggest thing that I think helps me let go is knowing that that person is not a reflection of who I want to be. And that might seem selfish and it might seem like something that makes you a bad person, but it doesn't. It's society. They make you feel that way. Society makes you feel like you're a bad person if you're not all accepting and inclusive of every single person. But you don't have to be. If they don't make you happy, if they diminish your energy, if they make you feel like you are not good enough and they can don't lift you up and fill you up, you don't have to interact with them. And it is not a bad thing. You're not a bad person. You don't have to have beef with them in order to let them go. It's going to be okay. You're going to continue to grow and to move on. And so will they. They will too. You. They don't deserve to have a friendship that isn't 100% all in on them. Why would you want them to be with somebody that judges them or at least sometimes or doesn't love them as much as they could be loved? Let them experience that. Let them grow by your loss of friendship and then gain somebody that really will appreciate them and love them for who they are. It's okay that that's not you. You don't have to be everything for everybody. You have to be everything for yourself. Okay, I'm doing one more. I really thought I was gonna be able to get through way more than this, <laughs> but I'm a talker. I'm a rambler, as we know. And I just realized that I'm already an hour and 15 minutes into this conversation. So I gotta wrap shit up, all right? So last one, for now. I'll, we'll touch on the rest for sure. There's always more Q&As, guys. It's gonna be fine. Last one. I always focus too much energy on others and I always need validation from others. First of all, buy my validate me t-shirt because it's cute. <laughs> But also, I don't want you to feel bad about this. I don't want you to feel bad that you need to be validated by others because it feels good as hell to be validated by others. It makes us feel less alone. It's literally a human nature thing. I can't think of the exact term I want to use, but like it is literally like in our brain that we want to feel connectedness. And 
it makes us feel connected to be validated by other people. It makes us feel like we aren't alone in situations. It makes us feel understood. It makes us feel like we are not wrong and weird and strange for doing the what whatever it is that we're doing. But I can recognize the fact that when you always need validation from other people and you're always focusing on others, that does not feel good either. It feels frantic and it feels like you're always insecure and it feels like you're never good enough and you're always on this search for this destination of feeling like, okay, I'm okay. Okay, I'm good. I did it. It's all right. I'm okay. Because somebody else confirmed that for you. So building this skill And that's what it is, is building a skill of feeling good enough in your own confirmation is an important skill to build. I'm going to focus first on focusing too much energy on others. This was a huge thing for me in every, every aspect of my life. I would focus on other people. Let me break it down into a few areas that really resonate with me. The first thing that comes to mind is like, I'm always the one in the hot seat. I'm always the one that could be doing something better or could have done something better. I'm holding small talk with people and I think it's my job to speak up. It's silent in this little corner of four people and it's awkward and it's not right. I, and I think I'm the one that should speak up. I'm at a forum and the speaker asks a question and I feel like I'm as nobody sits there and says anything and there's crickets and you feel bad for the speaker because they asked a question and nobody has an answer and you don't want it to be awkward anymore. And so you feel like it's your responsibility to speak up. You're hanging out with somebody and somebody just isn't giving you the right energy. They're making you feel like they don't really like you very much. They don't want to interact with you. And you feel like it's your responsibility to make them like you, that it's your responsibility to show them that you're a good person, to speak up and clear the air and make things okay. Somebody is treating you poorly and you go into problem solving mode and try to figure out what you could do in order to make the situation better, in order to figure out what you could do to help them feel better and then maybe they would treat you better. Whatever you do, it's your fault. You're focusing on the other person. No matter what you do, it's something that you could be doing but somehow you're always focused on that other person. Yes, maybe you're asking yourself what you could be doing, but you're still focused on that other person. It's the other person's comfort that you're thinking about at the end of the day. It's making that other person like you. It's making that other person feel satiated. It's making that other person understand you more. It's you're always focused on the other person. It's not about you and what's going to make you feel good and what's going to make you feel safe and satiated. So I think the thing that there's two things that I really think of that helped me with this. The first one is asking myself if I'm acting in alignment with my best self. If I ask myself, if I'm in a situation that I'm like anxious and feeling uncomfortable and feeling like somebody's judging me, feeling like I could be doing better, feeling those feelings of like, what can I fix bubbling up inside of me? I say to myself, am I acting in alignment with my true genuine self? If that answer is yes, I feel safe in my own skin. 
I feel satiated. I feel a wash of relief. I feel like, okay, you know what then? I, if I truly know that, if I truly know that to my deepest core, because I'm only talking in my head, so it's not going to hurt me to say it out loud. If I truly know that I am acting as my best self, I know that that person can accept me or they can't. And there's nothing I can do about that because I'm acting in alignment with my best self. And if my answer is no, that I'm not, I now have clarity of what to do in the future. I now have clarity, even if I can't put it into words, that that's at least not how I want to act or that I could do X, Y, and Z better in the future. In the future could be two seconds from now. It could be still in this moment. I could be talking in a group of people and feel anxious and say, am I acting in alignment with my best self? No. Okay. What could I be doing better? Okay. This is what I could be doing better. And then apply that the next time I fucking open my mouth in the next minute, in the next 30 seconds, or it could be in the next circumstance that I'm in the situation because I'm having anxiety after I leave the event, you know, whatever the situation is. But asking myself that question and asking myself that question often is a huge thing for me to focus on myself and not focus on other people and what their opinion is of me. This has been the number one thing to free me of caring what other people think about me. And that helps with me not needing the validation from them either, because I know that I'm acting in alignment with my best self. And I know that it's up to me if I'm not acting in alignment with my best self, I know that it's up to me to make myself feel good. The other thing that I do to not focus on other people is trying to look at things from a realistic perspective. There's so much out there that like, yeah, don't be negative. Don't be negative. Don't look at things from the negative perspective. I looked at things from the scenarios that I was creating in my mind. I was thinking about what other people might think about me and what other people might be thinking or might be perceiving or might whatever. I didn't know. I was coming up with all of these scenarios in my head and I was so not living in real life that I was focusing so much of my energy on what could be happening and not what was actually happening that I was missing out on real life and not focusing on that. So like there, that's a really big real thing is like not focusing on the, the negative that I'm creating in my mind. But also I don't think you should be focusing on the positive. There's so much messaging out there that says that you should change your negative thinking to positive thinking and positive affirmations. And if you do the positive, then you're going to manifest the positive and the positive is going to be the real thing. And like, I could see that to be true because obviously the more that you think about that and the way, the more that you actually acclimate your brain to think in alignment with the positive, that's what you will see. Like whatever you are thinking is what will present itself in your life. So if you think the positive, like that is true, like that will come up for you. But the way that I was able to stop focusing on other people wasn't to change it to the positive. It wasn't me saying, well, oh, well, maybe they're not thinking that about me. Well, maybe they're just thinking that they like my shoes. Maybe they just like my shirt. And that's why she was staring at me for a really long time, even though she had a scowl on her face. Like, <laughs> you know, I, the positive just didn't work for me when it came to me not focusing on other people. Maybe the positive works for me when I think about myself, when I'm thinking inside of myself and internally, if I can focus on the positive in that respect, then yeah, like I might be able to focus more on the positive and the positive might be more in my real life. But when it came to focusing on other people, I had to think realistically. I had to think in reality. I had to think, what could that person possibly be thinking? Someone is scowling looking my direction. Maybe they think 
I'm pretty. <laughs> and they don't like that and that irritates them. Maybe they think I laughed too loud because that happens to me often. Maybe they think that their boyfriend was looking at me and so now they're angry. You know, but all of those examples I then can take and say but I know that that's not the truth. Like I know that that doesn't matter. And then I go back to my question of, am I behaving in alignment with my true, genuine best self? Yes. Okay. Then I'm okay with that because they don't have to like me. They don't even know me. Maybe they do. Who knows? Maybe it is somebody that knows you, but like there could be a million different reasons for why they're behaving the way that they behave. And nine times out of 10, it doesn't have anything to do with you. And if it does have something to do with you, it's based off of an example of you that they saw that defines just like 0.2% of 0.02% of your entire life. And they probably don't know the true, genuine version of you. And you're worried about this person's opinion of you. And they could know you well. Well, this could be a person that knows you well, but they're only basing their irritation off of this small little bit of your entire life that they have seen. And they're choosing to define your entire personality based off of that little bit, but you don't define your entire personality based off of that little bit. And so you don't need to focus on what they think of you because you know that that's not true. As long as you know that whatever they think about you isn't true, then you should be able to feel okay within your own skin. And just to touch on this quick, because I think that through these explanations, you can see how I'm validating myself in all of these situations. Like all of this is me validating myself is for me to talk myself through this. And this isn't something that I'm just saying to you to say to you because I'm talking to you on a podcast. This is shit that I say in my head, like when I'm in these situations, because I very much still feel these same ways. Like I definitely feel these things all the time. It's not like I have reached some higher level of vibration. And now I don't feel that way anymore. Like I used to think confidence and clarity meant that I never fucking felt irritated by anything. And I never felt phased by any of the bullshit, but I always feel phased by the bullshit. I always feel irritated by things. I always feel frustrated. I always find myself getting like insecure and think like, oh, somebody's singing about me, like whatever. But I always say this shit to myself in my head. It's always a constant reminder. I always have to remind myself of this stuff. And the more I do it, the more it comes naturally and it comes regularly and it comes consistently and it goes away. The bad feelings go away quicker. And that's the difference. But the thing that I will say about being able to validate myself is recognizing that, like recognizing that I'm consistently validating myself, recognizing my wins. Like I was talking about this on a TikTok the other day that I posted a TikTok about six mindset shifts that I've had that have really given me results to feel like the best version of myself. And then I finished that and I went and sat down and it dawned on me that something that can't be discredited is the fact that I record every single time that I and behaving in alignment with the best version of myself. And so I'm recognizing, I'm not saying to like go and record every single time you are the best version of yourself, but I am recognizing it. I'm becoming aware of it every single time I'm the best version of myself. So if you can be aware of those things, like that has been the biggest thing to validate me. It's like being aware of me showing up as the best version of myself, me being aware that I am 
doing things that align with that elite version of me, me being aware that I'm showing up as my genuine true self, me being aware that I am doing what I think is right in that moment and and acting how I know to act in that moment, even if that's not how and knowing that I'm going to grow, trusting that I'm going to grow and change and progress. And when I look back on myself in the future, I might at that point have acted differently today, but it doesn't matter because today this is as far as I've come. And this is how I'm acting. And this is the way that I know to be the best way to execute this. But coming back to that consistent reflection has been the number one way for me to validate myself. Okay, I've come to a point that I think I need to quit because I've been talking literally nonstop for probably like almost two hours at this point, but I didn't get through all the questions that I would like to get through. So of course, we'll be doing another Q&A here soon. Expect it on the 18th because for some reason it was on the 18th two times in a row and now I have to make that a thing because that's just the way that my brain works. Bada bing, bada boom. I love you all. Thank you so much for contributing to the Q&A. I appreciate you. I love to see that you guys are interacting with me and are resonating with my content. It means the absolute fucking world to me. If this did resonate with you, if anything in this episode resonated with you, please consider sharing it with a friend because if it helped you, it's more likely than not going to help somebody in your inner circle as well. If you have any questions or stories that you would like featured on the show, please submit them in the submission box on Wellish's Instagram. That's at Wellish Podcast. And you can find that in the highlight labeled Q&A. You can also follow me on Instagram and on TikTok. It's my full name at Sarah Rittendale. There is a dot in between my first and last name on Instagram. You all are elite as fuck. Do not forget that for the love of all God. We are going to have a great fucking week we're almost to Christmas. Thank God. I just feel like we all just need to like lay down and take a deep goddamn breath because we're almost to 2024 and we're vibing it up. We're vibing it up. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you guys next Monday. Bye friends.